Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast, Season 2. With your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, enjoy the show. Out. Yep. Boom! What's up, you guys? Byron Rogers here for another episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. It's been a long time coming. I'm ridiculously proud, actually, like to even be part of what uh, and who you're going to meet on this episode and the conversation we're going to have. So it's going to be good, man. I've got Richard Static with me. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm really good. Thanks for happening. Thanks for making uh, getting me on the show today. I'm really excited. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm glad. It's, it's awesome, man. I've, uh, so, you know, our, well, I should say, I should say, you know, our relationship started online, you know, mm-hmm. uh, why don't you talk about how you and I even, uh, connected, man, in the first place? Like, how'd you Yeah, definitely. So basically, um, this is about a year ago. I had just finished about a year of of a lot of course training, going to a lot of shooting schools, um, some security schools, you know, all that, that fun stuff that a lot of people do in, you know, gun culture 2.0. Sexy stuff. Yeah, all that, all that fun stuff. And one of my instructors, um, Ian Steinbeck from Rue Nation was on your podcast. So yeah, it's cool. I was, yeah, I was actually looking up before one of his courses, uh, his stuff, and then you came up and that's where it started. And from there, you know, I had just, pretty much left a, a career field that I, I was a failure in life. It, it really, it really was. I didn't do that well. And um, I had more of a, of a desire to be more of a protector and go back to my roots. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, so I wanted to get in the private security game and I hit you up on Instagram and that's how the relationship started. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you've come a ridiculously long way. You know, you're <laughs> leading uh, your company and, industry in your area in a number of different ways uh, as a result of your hard work and your vision for yourself and strategic relationships you've been able to make and different things you've done, you know, um, and for me to be any part of any of that is an honor. So what you guys are listening to basically every once in, I mean, I like to interview all the like cool guys at the top of the game as often as possible, but I also like to listen and interview folks who are coming up in the game to get a to get that perspective you know what i mean like what's it really like out there in the game what's it really like on the fresh come up you know what i mean like the last you've been grinding the last three four years and you just came up in the game what's it like you know what i mean because like some of us my reality for the last five years is different than my reality uh when i was like 21 and, and trying to like survive in the ep game you know what i mean so just to get them different perspective man sometimes i, I hit up industry leaders that are at different places in their journey 
uh, to help us understand what the executive protection lifestyle is all about. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're going to talk about here with Richard, man. I'm looking forward to this. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it really is an honor to be out here. Um, you know, there's that saying, you know, train until your, your idols become your rivals. Now, you know, the la over the last year or so, you know, two years, I've been with Craig Douglas, Ian Steinbeck, Yosef Badu doing his courses right now, EPI. Uh, John Musser, so many people yes. that have been on this podcast, right? They're not my rivals yet. I mean, I'm coming. I'm coming for them. <laughs> You're coming, right? Yeah, you know, stay hungry. Yeah, but just to be on the same platform as them is really, truly an honor. Uh, Ami, Ami Tobin as well, he's been a mentor. Yeah. So all those people. Awesome, man. No, that's great. Those are moments in your development where it's like, man, did that just happen? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. wow, you know, it's like, yeah. And really being able to have a conversation about what it takes to create that reality, you know, to make mm -hmm. that switch is really what I want to try to get out of this, you know, because it's, it's, I was talking today in one of my Instagram videos, man, like people hold themselves back by what they believe. Yep. And it's a really, really serious problem. You know what I mean, because mm -hmm. like you won't outperform what you believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, you will literally spend your entire life thinking you don't like something that would make you feel so alive if you could achieve it just because you don't believe you can achieve it. Not because you wouldn't like it. You'll be talking yourself out of it because you, you just don't believe you can achieve it. You'll do it for your whole lifetime, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, people like – so what would you say about that, man, in terms of seeing your reality go from what it was into what it is now? Definitely. You know The Man in the, man in the Arena by Theodore uh, Roosevelt? Oh yeah, yeah. That's so one you know, of my favorites, man. yeah. So you know, it's it's better to be, you know, um, somebody pretty much that fails than being one of those cold and, and quiet souls that knows neither victory or defeat. And that's really what what it came down for me is you know, real quickly, like my background was I, I uh, at a young age I moved to Israel. I served in the Israeli Defense Forces. I was a lone soldier. I learned Hebrew, did all that sort of stuff. Um, I lived in Israel for close to seven, seven or eight years, and I moved back about two years ago, right, as a freshly college graduate, older in life, um, I think I was like 28, um, married, and I got into this American workforce, right, and I, I found that the void still be a protector and do a profession that was honest, where I, I believed that I was, I was helping people every single day was not being filled. And popping into the private security game, man, it, it was such a challenge because it was like, do I just, am I just going to be a guard sitting outside of a mall for the rest of my life? Is this it? But I, I know I don't want to sell food for the rest of my life or go down the corporate struggle. And yeah, there's so many times where I was thinking, man, should I, I just give up on this stuff and just, you know, punch away at the desk. But at my core, I wasn't made for it. So I really had to go for it. <laughs> that was a struggle. Yeah. Definitely was. That's so painful when at your core, you know you're supposed to be this other thing, but functionally you sometimes have to do these other things. And it's like you're the dang circle trying to fit yourself with a square spot. It's painful. And sometimes you have to do it because it feeds to an end, like you're trying to get somewhere. But that means that. Um, I totally understand. You're like the lion in the circus, man. Yeah, you're literally <laughs> uh, a lion in the circus. just wants to go out. He wants to be a, a warrior right. of light, you know? Yeah. But he's yeah. just, just chilling and it's just, yeah, it's not, it's not human. Yeah, it, it's something. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm glad you made that decision, man. So at your core, who are you, brother? So I don't have any siblings, but I am my brother's keeper. And okay. that's for anyone I protect, anyone that works with me, under me, above me, 
Um, in the military, I was a light machine gunner, so I put down that fire. You know, I'm keeping my squad Damn, squad fire. moving forward, man. Heck yeah. That's what I am. Um, right now, I'm a facilitator. I bring knowledge to people. I don't put out the knowledge because I'm not the best at everything, right? But I make sure they get the best knowledge that I can give them. So I am my brother's keeper. Man, I like that. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, Got it on my, my chest. For like really? Tattoo. Yeah, man. Horrible tattoo. I think I paid a, it was apprentice tattoo. Oh, artist. yeah. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's like, how much you got in your pocket? I like $4, you know, and that, oh, yeah, you know, it happened because I can't charge. Oh, man. Like what? Years ago, man. I know. Yeah, it was it like when you're in the military? We all have our like scars. Like, I, mean, I had some some tattoos I had to redo from my military time. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I dig that though, man. Being your brother's keeper. Um, that's good, man. And I, I guess I'd have to say I'm, I'm a lot like that too, man. Like taking mm-hmm. those, you know, you're only as powerful as the amount of people you can take responsibility for and impact and, and really truly impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, like power can be used for anything. It's a tool, but when it comes to like people that really do good, like who have power with the right heart, I find that you end up realizing that power is for service. And so some of us try to get that power in order to serve. Some of us get that power in order to take. I think that's the difference. So it's good to hear you say that you're your brother's keeper. You know, that's that's ultra important. How'd you get into, so you kind of explained how you got into the private security game and like, you just were like, man, I want to get back into protection. Yeah, um, pretty much that's how it started. I mean, it's been a, a hell of a long journey. I had the opportunity to do a lot of training from, mm-hmm. um, a relationship that I had uh, with, a, with a family that wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily for security. It was for security consulting. Mm-hmm. And over a year, I, uh, I pretty much listened to you and I worked hard and well, I built well, relationships with the right people. Awesome. And that's yes. how I got in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's pretty much how the thing worked. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, um, definitely. And thanks for, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to even have been a part of that. What role would you say, what role would you say relationships have played in your development? I mean, you, a few of the things you mentioned touched on relationships. Relationships are everything. Mm. You say it, you know, you've said, you know, it's better to take relationships over money every single time. And that's such a testament, you know, understanding how to treat people, how to talk to people, maintain relationship, having that, that social IQ is so important in this game, right? You're going to talk to somebody, you're going to go ahead and work for somebody and be their protector. You might as well as make sure that they know that you've got them, that you act yourself accordingly, right? That you be a professional. It's key. And also being loyal, being loyal to people that give you something, paying back to them. That's profoundly important in, in this game and all, in all games in life. Yeah. Without that reciprocation, the relationship ends, has a tendency to, to, uh, to die like anything <laughs> you know it's healthy you know this is the way it is because it's, it's healthy design you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah stagnancy is death so it, the relationship has to be back and forth back and forth that has to be moving with people yeah 100 percent. No, i love that what would you say about um your tactical background anything you want to where you come from? Well, you, yeah. you mentioned the Israel, but like, yeah, you know, let's stretch your legs out a little bit. Let's, you know talk, let's talk about Israel a little bit, right? Let's, let's, yeah, let's go down, down that road. 
Which I love so, Israel, by the way. I, I got another trip coming up this year, and I'm oh, yeah. so pumped. And make sure you <laughs> let me know before you go. I know you got all, all the hookups in the world, but, you know, I'm going to hook you up with some of the best falafel in, in Tel Aviv. So. Okay. <laughs> you, I got a couple <laughs> buddies that have that claim, so we'll see. I know. We'll the shawarma, the sabik, you know. We'll see. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a brother's Fala- keeper, man. That, that includes falafel and shawarma. Like, okay. <laughs> I love it, man. I can't yeah. wait. Um, definitely. So I come from a tribe of uh, lone soldiers. Now, okay. what lone soldiers are, are every year thousands of Jews from around the world, right? They move to Israel. They uh, make Aliyah, which means to, uh, to become an Israeli citizen, or some of them just volunteer for the uh, Israeli Defense Forces. Uh, these are people that literally sometimes speak no Hebrew. I spoke three words when I moved there. And you had to say hello, bottle, and dog. That was it. <laughs> and awesome. uh, it's, it's, it's such a, um, a huge part of the culture that they, in, in the military, they even have a basic training that teaches you, tries to teach you Hebrew. Like you spend three months trying to learn Hebrew before awesome. you go off to your union and such. Uh-huh. And so at uh, 20 years old, I, uh, I decided I was going to make the move to Israel and I was going to serve in the IDF. From where? From Portland, Oregon. Ah, yes. <laughs> Good old That's Portland, awesome. Oregon, man. Yes, man. I think okay. I'm one of maybe five in the last 10 years that have done it. Maybe really? a few more. Since then. Yeah, Do not, you have not, to? Not, do you have to be Israeli to do this? Nope, nope, nope. Man. There's Jews from one Jewish grandparent. If you were, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. making you an honorary. I'm, oh, yeah? I'm working, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, that would be the biggest, awesomest thing ever I to me, man. I'm just I know, telling right? you. I've always, I'm trying to find my angle, bro. I, gotta, I, I, I love I Israel. It's my I place. I, the, the way it works is if you were Jewish enough to be killed by the Nazis with one yeah. Jewish grandparent, you're Jewish enough to live in Israel outstanding that's just just the way the way it was kind of built there so you're still thinking what yeah so <laughs> the, the hamster's <laughs> running right now we're gonna find figure some some way to get it right so i went through that i served i served in the infantry over there um yeah. machine gunner, as we, we touched upon heck yeah um everywhere from the egyptian border to parts of the west bank a lot of a lot of work but it was an outstanding service some great people um really really good good folks so after that, I moved back to America. Did not work out too well. Uh, I worked mm. in a gun store after a few different jobs and said, you know what? I want a little bit more in my life. Went back to Israel. Mm. Started doing the reserves over there. So I continued my tactical training as a college student. Mm. So um, went to college, did the reserves, lived in Israeli, which I think is a tactical background. Because like, yeah. <laughs> just being an Israeli, man, and, and I mean like, I remember just going for my runs in Israel, right? And I would hear, boom, a car crash. In America, people stop, take out their phone. Israel, you got grandmas running towards it. You got everybody yes. in the street running towards it. Not just being Israeli. We run to the face of danger because we help yeah. each other out. That's mm-hmm. how it is. So that, that's the tactical. That's got to be. Right yeah, it's it is. a country the right? size of New Jersey surrounded by people who want to kill them. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And I love it. I love it, though. I love it. Like this whole protector nation thing that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to get America to become more like Israel. It's really yeah, what it is. Exactly. Like, like, I'm like, good guys. people dangerous. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay? You know, willing, capable, prepared. Good people, more dangerous. Like bad things happen. They're going to. But mm-hmm. if we're able to do things about it, like the whole population over there that's militarily trained, uh, things just, you don't have 14 people getting shot, 20 oh. some odd people getting shot by one terrorist or one incident. It's, he pops out with a gun or a knife, 
shoot one or two people and then that's it because yeah. everyone shoots him. <laughs> or, hey, to, to be fair, I mean, terrorists yeah. have been taken down by, by those pizza trays. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> man took one down, right? Yeah, yeah. Selfie sticks have been used, umbrellas, nunchucks. Like the Israeli <laughs> people will just run to the face of danger. And get down. Yeah. They'll get down, everyone. 100%. So anyways, that, that's where I like to put my, my core tactical background as being an Israeli. Yeah, I love it. I love it, man. So anyways, I moved back to America. Uh, freshly married, out of college, no real work experience, and uh, had some opportunities. But love was, in your heart, though. Love yeah. in your heart. <laughs> you gotta have it. You, you yeah, have to have it in this life, man. What, what is life without heart? It's boring. It's boring That's and it's true. So uh, I moved back to America. But it ain't I, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Luck, relationships. Intelligence. Intelligence, that social yeah. IQ, all that sort of yeah, stuff, yeah. man. Damn. It does take a lot, but yeah, yeah, yeah. move back to America, man. I had the opportunity um, from a, um, a family that was thinking of having a detail in the future. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty much put me through the ringer, okay. Uh, the training, so yeah. that was everything from Craig Douglas, you know, from Shiv Works, all all of his knife fighting courses right there. Man, I can't he's, wait to train with him. He's such a he's such a gentleman. Now like, he's gonna be at the Protector Symposium this year. Message. Another reason to get to the Protector Symposium, because I'll tell you, man, yes. that man is not just a warrior poet, like actually a true, not some other person. He's actually a warrior poet. He's a gentleman to the core. I love it. I Every love time it, I man. see him, I'm like, I've only seen him once, but I've asked him multiple times if he'll sign some adoption papers. He has not <laughs> taken me up on that offer, but I, I kind of want to be my dad. Working like, on him. Yeah. I'm working we, on it. We had him on a couple episodes ago, man. He's an intellectual too. Just his lexicon, so like the terms yeah. he's using while I'm talking mm -hmm. with him. I'm like, man, I don't have conversations with people that 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 really communicate this way. Right. Um, it was very impressive, man. I cannot wait to train with him, and I cannot wait to unleash his content on this. In this, it's just an honor. It's an honor well, to even be able to even work with these types of people. I'm surprised uh, there's not more of him out there. Like he oh. is so intellectual how he speaks and how he yeah. breaks things down. And his experience. He's mm -hmm. like, I, I, yeah. he's like, he's like, uh, well, he's like, I created a course for fighting people in the front seat because when I'm working undercover, like that's what I had to do. I had to get in life altering confrontations inside the front seat. And it's like, yeah. to me, what he teaches is like the formula one of personal protection. When your enemy is on top of you and you're entangled with your enemy, Yep. The margin for error, all those different things, it just doesn't exist anymore. No. Like when you have five feet, 10 mm -hmm. feet, and you're in a gunfight right. and you're running around a car, like, okay, that's one thing. But when you guys are smelling each other's breath and there's sweat dripping in your eyes and you're bleeding on each other every time you inflict a wound on another, another person, yo, this is, this is Formula One. You're moving at light speed. You got to get it done. So I really respect his discipline, man. I can't wait to, to study it more this year. Oh yeah, I mean that oh, zero. It's all good. I I could ramble about it. Like I'm not going to, but I, I'll I'll continue on anyway. Craig Douglas, Cogworks, Chris Costa, um, had the opportunity to go to EPI, which was because of you. You gave me that idea to do the uh, <laughs> providing executive protection course. Yes. At uh, EPI, which which was which was great. Um. So yeah, I logged about I don't know 150 200 hours of training the last two years maybe a little Fantastic. bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really been my background. Cause we all know from the military, like it's a different world. Once you get into concealed carry and pistol uh -huh. work, you don't have a fire team with you when you're the sole protector, yeah. different world. So Completely I went through different. that ringer. So that, that's awesome. been my training background. 
Heck yeah. No, I, I dig it. And I love the, the investment on the private side of things, man. I needed it a lot as a young Marine. I didn't realize it, you know, because mm -hmm. I got straight onto a private security detail. So right. I was like, yo, we're figuring this trash out, you know, but once I started getting to some of these trainings and seeing what's out there, I've been really, really blessed by that. Yo, how was uh, EPI? And, you know, like we got to do that class together. It was cool training with you. It was. You know? it, was it was really cool because then I got to like really, I felt like I got to imprint a lot more on mm -hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and that was valuable. But go ahead. I mean, this was definitely before the Executive Protection Training Day program. This was like the beta yes. of it. I guess this was yeah. like the one-on-one -on -one work. <laughs> Yes. which I, so, I, mean, I can't real quick just so you yeah, guys are in the loop in. uh richard reach out to me hit me up on patreon i have an, a thing on patreon where i will mentor someone one-on-one -on -one, and he was the first guy to take me up on it so now we're talking and i'm tr you know helping him sharpen his his game get in the security industry and then he's like yo let's go to Patreon. let's go to, to epi so oh no i'm like yeah you're yo, like I'm let's going go to epi, EPI. and like, then i'm like yo bro can you do this? Cause this would be good. And uh, he meets me there and we get to train together. So anyways, <laughs> go ahead, bro. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I said, like I remember Byron was working on this program while we were in school there. And he's like, you know, we're going to have this training day coming out pretty soon. <laughs> training day is my favorite movie. All this yeah. stuff. And like, you're all about it. Like I, I learned, like you were not some dude from Instagram. Like it's yeah. like, how often does that happen? It, some dude on Instagram that you follow for Patreon for either like a booty pic some bullshit or other things that's actually real and help your life, right? So we, we yeah. met up in fucking um, Winchester, Virginia. Mm -hmm. First time I've ever been to the South or wherever yes. you call that place. Yes. And that was great. I mean, I've been through a lot of courses in my life from military training, civilian side, and EPI was so consistent with the schedule and the intensity level, which was at a point where you could learn. It, I was always waiting for the ninjas to come out. There's no ninjas. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for them to be like, stress monster, right. now, <laughs> ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like clanging stuff together, do you advance, you know what I mean? No, exactly. Like, no, we're just going to teach you how to do this. We're going to make sure you understand it. That's all. And I was like, this must be a police thing. Like, these guys must not be military guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. They all were, they all were they like, were. you know, like, yeah. So it was like, all right. But it was great because it was so comprehensive. And I'll, I'll tell you, I think... Yeah, I, uh, I had my first celebrity detail a few weeks before that, right? And I was just like, oh my gosh, all the things I did wrong. I wish I went to school three weeks ago. Yeah. Three weeks ago. But it, it, was, it was great. Everything from the, um, the work on the advance to the intro to learning what you got to learn from driving. Um, the etiquette was really important, how much they stressed the etiquette and how to talk to people, build relationships, the business side of things. Very well-structured course with really good people. Really enjoyed it. What would you say? So describe your first celebrity EP detail. Describe the feelings. Like, like just, just, I want people to get the feels because I talk about in the training day pro program all the time. Like everybody's like, so BA, everybody's so tight. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna protect this celebrity. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, till it happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a whole nother, anyways. What was that like for you? Oh, man. Well, first of all, you learned that the celebrity also has handlers, and those are the hardest people you're going to be dealing with, too. Because uh -huh. not only are they going to go ahead and, uh, you know, have their demands and their wants, but they're also going to try and lowball you every single time as well yeah. for everything yeah. you've got. Um, 
but you know what, man, it, it's really luck of the draw working, working with celebrities is, um, you go out there, you think you're going to be like, like the, uh, you know, like the transporter, right? You got your, your nice clothes on stuff like that. So you show up. You got your, like your, your nice blazer on and you got your fresh haircut the day before. You're like, Hey, Barbara, I got a, a big thing going on tomorrow. <laughs> I yeah. gotta look fresh. Yeah. And you show up, but you didn't check what the dress code is, like what people are dressing like. So all of a sudden, <laughs> you look like this like is real. Mr. Yeah, this is real shit right here. Like you look <laughs> like like I don't like some Mr. Gucci man dressed up in your suit or whoever that is, and everyone's it's Portland fucking Oregon. People are wearing <laughs> flannel and like yep. your your principal is wearing sweatpants. Yep, I was about to say there's some and sweats in there somewhere. <laughs> there's definitely sweats, right? And, you know, you got to deal with it. And, um, you know, you realize pretty on they're they're people just like everybody else. Right. It it really, really is the luck of the draw. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's really important, though, to understand you're not their buddy. Like Mm -hmm. you're not. It's this is this is work. You got to You got to be on on ball on your ball the the entire time to their Mm -hmm. needs. And they could change in a second. One minute you're going to be waiting for five minutes or fucking hours. You're going to be waiting at at a hotel. Yeah. And you have to be flexible, and you have to be flexible with um, with bearing. That's really important. You maintain. Oh, yeah, we're moving. Cool. That's awesome. Flexible yeah. with bearing. Oh, yeah, I love that. You like that? Yeah, that, that's pretty good, right? You got to hold that because you don't want right. to show that you're scrambling to find that donut place or anything like that. Like, yep, yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying. It's like being on a date. You're selling it, man. And you're calm. You're cool. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Of course. No worries. I'll be yeah. here if you need anything. Um, but you're like a duck. You know, on the outside, you're like this. Underneath, you're like, mother. <laughs> and you're just figuring it out, you know? And yeah. that's a lot of it. And, you know, bring cash. That's really important. Bring yes. cash, man. Because when the agent says, go pick up 12 dozen of our artisan donuts from, you know, this place in Portland, right? They give you I don't know, the specialist, bucks. most nicest, special place. Yeah, exactly. It's that like, one place. Do you know those donuts are $6 a piece, man? You want like yeah. two dozen? Like, you're not going to be like, well, I don't really have enough. Nobody money. cares. No one, <laughs> no one cares, man. You know, yeah, tip your valet guys. They'll tell you everything. Yeah. Super important. Those relationships, treating people with respect. How Which did you part? feel? How did you feel when, and that, yeah, this, this is the stuff I talk about in training. Day, I know, man. I know. How did you, it, it, the Royal court dealing with that, that handler, that's a whole science. Yo, how did you feel the first time you, you met or came in contact with your celebrity? Oh, well, I was really, I was, uh, I was blessed. I didn't really know who he was, even though he was an Oscar yeah. winner until okay. like two days before. And, and yeah. he was a real person, man. Yeah, he was, he was a real, super chill. Su- thank su- God. Su- yeah, thank God. There's been worse. We've dealt with other people that, you yeah. know, not horrible people. They're not. They're good people. They have a different lifestyle than we do and a different mindset than we do. Yeah, different outlook, oh, different behavior. And, you know, you, you, you wear the wrong shoes, you're, you're gone. The wrong yeah, Exactly. What's this guy with me with these shoes on? I can't have this guy with me with these shoes on. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. put him in the back or get rid of him. Yeah, I never want to they see literally will say, well, What kind of guy wears shoes like this when he comes yeah. <laughs> and you're done? That's it. Even even handlers will see a person like that and uh uh-uh. like you're not even though if you're just watching a door you yeah. can't pass that door he can't that, that's a wrong, wrong shoe brand man we're working with this company that's oh, also yeah. important to understand understand sponsorships understand that sort of the business side of things do your research before mm-hmm. going man 
Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I love it. I love it. Yep. Because it's it's everybody. You want to be the man until you got to be the man, and then you know you're on the spot, and it can be nerve wracking. It can be so nerve wracking. Even if you have everything prepared, it still can be nerve wracking. In oh, fact, yeah. you should feel a healthy level of anxiety almost any time you're working one on one with your client. I think it keeps you sharp. You should never, in my opinion, for me, I never want to get so comfortable working this job that I'm just like, all right, cool. It's another day. Like I can get into a flow towards like, yo, this is what I do. Like, this is what I do. Boom, we're in the car, we're rolling. Like, and I'm in my flow, like almost like I'm back in Iraq or I'm just doing what I'm doing, but I never want to lose that, that edge, you know, like that need right. to be on edge. You know what I'm saying? Well, that Definitely. makes sense. Um, how is, how has COVID-19 affected your game? It's uh, reworked, reworked has the game completely. How hasn't it? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> well, well, so I, uh, I've been very blessed that I, I progress a lot um, over the last year. So I, I don't work in the field primarily as much as I used to. Awesome. Uh, I'm the training director for, training development director for Black Wolf uh, Protection Group, which is uh, Portland, Oregon's premier security, private security company. We do everything oh, everything uh we do everything from workplace violence prevention site work private investigations we have pis and staff threat analysis work executive protection all that sort of stuff right um yeah yeah and our model really is to destroy the warm body approach to security i'm sure we'll talk about later it's just the warm body approach to security you heard about that no 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 break this down for your boy real quick okay so the warm body right so you look at people that are supposed to protect us right some large corporations yeah, you get a warm body, man. They just stick them outside the mall. Stick them in your, within the barrier of the circles of your, of your detail, right? Like, that, that's completely fine. Um, pay the minimum wage. You know, they'll definitely protect you. And we're, we're completely against that. We're about, 90% of our workforce are veterans. And we're about paying our wages fairly to our, our people that are working for us, giving them the training and the opportunities to develop their career. To actually, like you're saying, to make, like, good protectors out there. That's yeah. what we do. That's that's actually what we do. Hmm. Um, okay, so training yeah. and all that stuff is big for you guys. Training is huge for us. Uh, having the foresight to uh, see something like COVID, right, and say, well, we, uh -huh. we should probably order some rubbing alcohol, and we should have some plans to make hand sanitizer and get some masks ready, and then put out before everybody else talked about it, social distancing measures and saying, hey, six feet, there's a lot of things that happen six feet, not just someone trying to kill you, but you know, also this COVID. So yeah. putting that out there, um, really, really important. So, so we did do that. And with, with COVID, man, I mean, first of all, the event year, done, the event season's done. So that is a yeah. huge financial loss in, in the game, right? Yeah. You know, we, we do a lot of work with uh, Portland, Oregon. If you Google it, we have quite a few, uh, um, not festivals, quite, festivals, but also there's some shoe manufacturers that are very big okay, okay. that are based out of here, you know, have athletes and that sort of stuff. A lot mm -hmm. of events that was, you know, taken down for, for the, the remaining time. So it led us to do more site work, right? The essential businesses because there's crimes on the rise right now. People are getting broken into the cops aren't responding to all the calls. So that's changed the game a lot too. Transition from doing event work, site work, your, your, your strong years of EP time to property, basic security. That's all gone, in fact. Wow. Almost like, almost like more policing type work. Not actually being police, but... Yep. Protecting property. 
Wow. That static security, right? Yeah, so that, that, that's happening. But being flexible with Barry, man, like this was our, our event time during the spring and through the summer. That's not happening. We just, you know, orient and direct fire in a different position to go ahead and okay. be successful, keep the paychecks rolling and continue to succeed at what we do. Protect the workforce. Yeah, I, um, same with me, man. My private clients have been like, yo, let's beef up the residential side. I'm like, done. You know, it's like movement teams sh shilling. Movement mm -hmm. team is shilling right now. Yeah. But yeah. the residential side is just getting built up and fortified and standing up teams here, standing up teams there. So I've seen that oh, same yeah. shift as well. You know, uh, protecting a piece of property has become even more important. Um, yep. When we started talking, where were you in that company? Oh, wow, man. Were I you was, with that company or where, where, where we, were you? Our first, this is what was happening, man. Yeah. <laughs> we, I had a business failure trying to sell fish. And, and, and high-end specialty foods. My man. Yeah, I tried. Like I said, I came to America. I was yeah, like, business. Yeah. a business man. I, I tried. It. I tried. I was working on it. It was just a mm -hmm. low, low point, man. Uh, suffered a really bad training injury as well. Almost like really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, you know that with the, the knife fighting course and I, my foot there? I showed you the video. Whatever. Anyway. Lost the toe? <laughs> almost. Kind of. A lot of stitches. Okay. A lot of stitches, man. Oh, that sounds horrible. Uh, anyways. Um, so I called you that. when I was on a break from painting a nursing home's wall. Yeah, that's where I was. I was looking for my next venture. Yeah. Literally working in a nursing home, painting the walls, man. Like doing some general construction work. And I'm really bad at building things, man. Like I try. But I'm like the whole measuring, like the dyslexia and stuff like that. And cutting <laughs> things or like yeah. when you're painting walls, like like the, the guys were like, man, God bless him. Such a hard work. Like, they kept me on. But like, I knew I was definitely not an asset. I yeah, you were like the ugly duckling hanging with those dudes trying to paint walls and stuff. Completely, completely. So that's where I was at, man, when we, uh, we started awesome. talking. Yeah. And then you started working in that. You, so then what happened? Like, how did the evolution of you getting into a security company and mm -hmm. ending up being a training director happen? Yeah, yeah. well, this is uh, what happened. I... Uh, I started doing site work, man. I, mm -hmm. I went to them and I said, I have all this training. Um, I have some of these connections um, and I'm willing to work hard. And they took me on part-time at first. Mm -hmm. And I did one detail, like a, literally just a site detail for a, a athlete with a, and the head of security for that company called them up and said, that guy's a rock star. Like he showed up wearing the right clothes. He was like professional. He didn't ask questions. He didn't hang out by the set food place and eat all the food and stuff like that. Like this other guy did. Mm -hmm. And so that was all right. Your first little kudo point, first little brownie point there. So like, right? Okay. 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 Yeah. See, he's yeah. bringing something to the table. Bring, okay. Bringing something, bringing something. And then um, I remember I went to Mexico for my 30th birthday this last August. And I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a message from a LinkedIn recruiter it was like, you know, here's this job, man. You could probably have it. It was like kind of enough to like provide for my family, like my wife and I and, and do well. He's like, you could take this job, man. You could probably have it. Um, but I was like, well, I'm still doing the security thing, man. And it's like, do I one or the other? Choice and I said, points. yeah, it was, it was a big point. Do I want the security right now? Or do I want to hang out? Do I want to pursue this, this, this lifestyle? Do I want to get into this lifestyle? Do I want to go for it? And I said, fuck it. I'm going to go with it. And I, I remember there was a detail coming up. It was also an event for a big pharma. 
and uh, they needed two guys in suits. I remember being in Mexico, buying a suit, having them tailor the suit while I was there to make sure it looked somewhat kind of professional. And I know you yeah. gave me a lecture about wearing the right stuff later on, but- Yeah, <laughs> but you were like, getting it done. This was the infancy days, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You were making plays. I was making plays. So yes. I, I showed up to the place, man, and I had the right <laughs> suit on. The yes. other guy was wearing combat, black combat boots, a, a really bad blazer, and like some like black jeans, pretty much. He needed to take my courses when he needed to do. He needed to take your course, <laughs> exactly. To, we needed to talk about this before he showed up. Probably exactly. a good guy, but yeah. yeah. Well, that, that guy doesn't work with the company anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I'm the director of training now. What I did is I never stopped my continuous education. I took every opportunity I had. And what I did is like, well, I, I'm really blessed that I'm taking these courses. I'm going to pass that on. Mm -hmm. I went and got my first aid uh, CPR Red Cross instructor course. It's something anybody could do, right? It's like $200. Yeah. Started yeah. making sure everybody was trained in that. Mm -hmm. um, my shooting passed that on. So what I did was I brought something to the table every single day, whether that's my work, being able to work, being a professional, um, doing the right thing being tactically squared away and making sure that the people around me leave with something. So I continued right. to do that. And then I got promoted to a kind of a field training agent position, continued to, to pass on the knowledge um, and then started to build the relationships in the business end, uh, working with the clients, working with other, I mean, I have a great team we have former special forces intelligence. We have a former mm -hmm. MSOP guy, Air Force Intelligence uh, CEO, real smart, smart team and, and showed that, hey, man, I could intellectually hang with you guys and also work um, to progress the business and better yeah. asset rather than liability. Well, and that is these are the social dynamics I talk about, like invest in yourself and contribute to others. Invest in yourself so you have something of value to contribute to others. And when everyone in the room starts to realize you're there to contribute and be an asset and you can do it from a place of intelligence. They want to bring you into their inner circles. And these are the true tricks about how to gain authority and influence when everyone, the person, the most powerful person in the room is the person that everyone knows has their best interest in mind. If 70% of the people in the room are like, yo, but, but Richard like looks out for everybody. Let's hear what he has to say. Hold on one second. I mean, so this, this is how you move. You can, you can actually hack the dang whole social game of promotion if you're operating this way by like, like you always hear me say it, like I'm not the biggest, I'm not the baddest. I'm only like 5'10". I'm like 240 pounds. You know what I mean, like, like me and you, like we're kind of sexy, but we ain't that sexy. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're really, really not that sexy. Right. I mean, so right. you, you, you can learn principles of social dynamics that mm -hmm. can freaking change your career mm -hmm. if you implement them you know yeah that's a psychologist in you man and which is a huge asset to your training day success is that you <laughs> understand the mind and how people think like literally like psych ops that's what you're running for your people right there like, that, 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 that's what it is exactly what it is <laughs> yeah so yeah and leaving your ego at the door man that's so important yeah you gotta do those jobs yeah man you gotta have humble pie you gotta eat the humble pie and not say yeah. i just ate the humble pie yeah. You gotta hey, by the, the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Look, I just did. That. I sat out that door, man. Yo, you guys didn't see that, right? Yeah, right. No, just eat it. Well, and the thing with the ego management that's interesting is, I feel like you have to walk a line with it because you need to have a healthy enough ego to say, "Hey, 
I'm Byron Rogers. I just showed up here. I'm going to kill this job. I don't care what you pay me. I'm going to kill this job because of who I am. And that's how right. I get down. Watch and see how we get down here. Uh, but then you have to be humble enough to be like, yo, but it's halls and walls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got to earn my stripes. Yeah. And I'm about to stand on yep. these halls and walls like Byron motherfucking Rogers would stand on these halls and walls. You know what I mean? And you got to do yep. those things. And you got to be like, okay, you know, I'm the new guy on the detail. I'm going to go flip the cars. I'm going to go, uh, you know, work this crappy job and, you know, protect the, 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 the free shot chick at the party or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, on, on the private side, you know, getting those browning points, um, making sure the customers get to the cars, helping the lady find her keys, documenting yeah. wellly and precisely a, uh, a, like a service problem, the site that you're at, right? So they could pass yeah. that on to their facilities manager and say, this is why I need money to fix this pipe. Oh, it's because of security. You just justified why they're paying you this much. Like, mm -hmm. That's super important as well. Yeah. And doing it humbly. Doing it yeah, like a job. Your customer right service attitude. agent that's that's like ten percent badass. They could turn it on, but you're really just a customer service person. And just and, know that and be cool. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, know it. And that's that, honestly rolling back because it went yeah. through my brain right now. How I I, uh, I moved up was we talked about this early on. I had a background in customer service. Yeah. And this is good. Yeah. And so when you start working with my company that I work for, um, you're getting through customer service training. Who's doing that? Like, yeah. warm bodies aren't doing that. We're understanding how to deal with customer. I'm working on a cultural awareness program right now, just because, yeah. listen, there's some religions where, you know, it's not right to shake the woman's hand. You got to know yeah. that sort of stuff. And, and you just shot the whole contract in the face yeah, because you, you know, shook both of their hands. Exactly. We were doing good. And then you just happened. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I made you do. Yeah. No. So that, that was really a, a key is understanding that dynamics and relationships are key uh, customer service throughout the whole game. That is the game. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. What would you say about building your personal brand? inside of a company or simultaneously with the company yeah um building your personal brand in a company is just building a brand of excellence knowing that you're a person that that is um always reliable always able to to maybe not find fix the problem right away but understand how to and find a way to do that um so for me at first i was building my brand in and outside of the company i guess i was i was um trying to do my own, my own thing. And then also working with the company part-time. But then I realized in my, in my area, um, there isn't a lot of opportunity for independent contractors, right? There isn't a lot of time for, there's just really isn't a strong EP game as solo practitioners. So that transitioned more to working with my, the company that I work with now and, and really committing full time to them. Um, becoming a, uh, a good representative of the company and a company man is extremely important. When you're when you're inside of it, you know, knowing that you're going to wear that black wolf shirt, right, with pride, and everybody that sees it is going to look to you as the example of the service that they provide. So, really That's working, awesome. with, yeah, really working with the brand of the company. For me yeah. personally, for me, yeah, it's different I, for you. It's different for everyone. Every, every game is different, man. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's everyone's answers will be different too. You know, mm -hmm. the what will solve the riddle of their life. You know, what um. Do you think there's anything that any advantages you have as you know that you that you leverage 
you know, like at, in, within your personality, have there been any things that you, how do you get ahead or how would you approach beating out the competition or any other person in your field? Um, throttle control, you know, when we're shooting, okay. Yeah, you know, when to turn it up, when to turn it down, precise yeah. versus volume, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Right. So looking at the, uh, the problems we see in front of ourselves, whether it's a, a a problem a detail is facing or a relationship and understanding how much energy you're going to be putting into it and the type of energy, right? So are you going to come at, at this conversation really direct with like knife hands, like this needs to change, or are you going to, Hey, this is an issue we need to, um, to address. And these might be some problems. Let's go ahead and do a root of cause analysis of it. So understanding how to, um, talk through issues and understand how much you're putting into it up and down, you know, balancing yourself, the kind of energy, you, you feel me? Like the energy yeah. that you're putting out, right? It's yeah. not always the same. There's, there's times and places for every conversation, every problem, the ways of doing it. Yeah. So that's something that I, uh, cause a lot of guys are just like this and they're going to say, that's an issue. You can't pass this, this line right here. And, and that's it. Right. Well, that's not always the right way to address it. Sometimes it is, but so you're, you're talking about being a thinker and social intelligence, really. Yeah, I am. You're talking about like, yeah, what, how to bring it out, how that's to lay it out. Yeah, that's so and important. I remember interacting with you. I remember being like, all right, so like, okay, let's see what this guy's kind of about. And I remember being very uh, happy when we were at lunch or dinner or whatever. And I remember being like, he's smart. Like, I was like, okay and he understands the social dance and he's tracking with the social dance. And that's when I really felt like, okay, he's going to be fine. <laughs> like that's when I was like, okay, he's going to be fine. He's going to do fine. He's going to be able to do pretty much what he wants. He just, he needs a second. Like, and then I would, that's when I started to be like, he's going to, I'm going to probably help you more in your presentation and how to sell yourself. Mm -hmm. Maybe show you some social, some tools to focus on um, that could help you be more socially potent or effective. I was like, but this dude right here is ridiculously smart enough to pull this off, what he wants in the security industry. And there's just things he doesn't know that I know from experience that I can just give him and he's going to run with it. And most importantly, you were hungry. And I was like, yo, he's hungry enough to do this. And that's refreshing. There's so many people whose will is paper thin. They're like, yo, I want to do something. I want to get into the game. I want, I'm like, it's not going to just happen overnight. Like you got to do, you got to work at this. You got to find your angles. You got to build up relationships. You know, um, you might just apply to a big company and you might just get in. That might happen. It can't, and it does way more now. But uh, you're going to have to be smart and resourceful, probably. You know, so I, that's where I always am kind of like, well, let's see if you got what it takes. And I knew you did when we started really being around each other at EPI, which was really positive. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I go everything from – when I was in the field, I was working with everything from corporate, um, you know, corporate directors for, for commercials, right? Like. Uh -huh. Uh, or heads of a industrial plant that it's a workplace violence situation. Mm -hmm. And we have three guys there 24, 24 hours a day for three months. Right. But understanding how I put my energy out and how I was talking to those people was, was crucial. It's everything. It, it really is. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't stress that enough. It's it, it, it. It's it is, man. I, I, well, for lack of a better term, you got to understand how to schmooze. <laughs> it's so it important. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, really... 
Yeah, yeah. I'm trying like because you know that's the way the way it is in is in my brain, man. There's all these there's all of these um ways of oh this relationship and this and that and I'm like oh, I'm like no you got schmooze you got to schmooze with people, you know. <laughs> as much as it sounds like you don't want it's not a thing but it's a thing you got to understand <laughs> how to get along with people, man. Yeah, I like at the protectors understand. um and when we went to the uh, close protection conference. close protection conference, man. Like yeah. I wanted to hang out with you and everyone else did. Like you're you know you're like the the VIP of the conference, everyone's like pictures with Byron and stuff like that. But I had to schmooze. Yeah, you, know? you had to go play the game, go play, work the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we didn't even get a picture together because, like, I, I was know. like, I can't get so a picture. Sorry. I know. But I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, but I was like, I had these Israelis over here and like yeah. contacts and I had, yeah. So, how to play that? No, I love it though, man. And I'm glad you just committed and came and did that. Yeah. Uh, though, taking those times to widen that sphere of relationships is huge it's very important and you know those relationships still possibly will bear fruit in the, in the future you know what i mean those cards and those emails and those all that stuff man so Definitely. you know i i want people to understand like taking the time to come to these executive protection centric events your protector opportunity symposium. the protector symposium exactly uh your ability to widen manufacture maintain procure high quality relationships within your industry, that sphere is where a lot of your opportunity is going to come from. And that's a lot of what I focus on, man, because it's, that's the game, you know, and then you might, you might even have a good job right now when it's gone. How are you going to find the next one? Have you been playing the relationship game? Always have a plan to keep yes. going when your first plan falls apart. Ed Caldron said it best. He's like, my world has ended many times in my life. I've always come out like in the better way. It's always gone, you know, Still here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, Ed, Ed, man, also a former alumni of the Protector Symposium, before he blew up as much as he did, that guy, doing one of his courses, oof. Yeah, probably a course that made me more dangerous than any other course. Completely. He's coming back for this next one, too. So Heck yes. Uh, That's worth the the price just like that. (laughs) Right? He's talking about, like, urban movement and disruption. Anyways, I don't want to go into that rabbit hole. We got to wrap this thing up. I know. Um, honest advice to people who live in areas that don't have a high volume of executive protection activity. Yeah. Like how do you survive in the private security industry? Definitely. And you know, man, that's, that's a huge question. Like, cause question. like in Oregon, there's like three or four, there's maybe a few details that I know of and I, uh, I'm pretty connected to the industry here. There yeah. really isn't that many. They're mostly corp big, big corporations. And it's about finding the right boutique security company. They're out there. Most of the industry is kind of garbage, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like there yeah. is a lot, it's a warm bar, it's, be real. There's people that'll pay you $15 an hour, take this gun, stand outside this mall and you know, not train you, make you a, a liability, warm right? Warm body. Yeah, warm body, man. And uh, so it's about finding the right boutique security company, understanding what you bring to the table and what they bring to the table understanding well if i join with them do they have an ept all right maybe if that's something i want to get into perfect do they have private investigations maybe i could learn from private investigator because that's huge industry in its own Mm -hmm. um that's really important seeing what they have on the table and how you could contribute to that company as well Mm -hmm. right do you have customer service training maybe you could start training them in customer service maybe you could bring that to to the table um are you a cpr instructor do they need that Looking at aspects of the medical field as well, because that's something that's that's very needed in the EP industries. People are, want set, uh, set medics, they want instructors for for medical work. So that that's also huge, as well. 
So yeah. Awesome. You need to know them. Don't jump. Don't jump. Be hmm. a little bit precise when it comes to picking a company because you know that stays with you if you're in the wrong company. It does. People are like, oh, you worked for them. Yeah. You know, uh, my approach was, you know, I got on with a number of different boutique private security companies. Mm-hmm. And I would work and pick the contracts, but you got to have your ear to the ground to know which ones are garbage and which ones aren't. Right. Or you find out from the inside, but you got options because you're on with a couple of them, you know? Um, and yeah, that comes down to marketing and, and all those different things. So, and then also I think there's something to be said for the executive protection stuff will come, but looking at other t- kind of other types of security, like, yeah. like you were mentioning the workplace violence, the stuff around Huge. the big pharma, you know, like, you know, just get out there in the private security game and work other stuff and make the relationships for a while. Completely. I mean, workplace violence, I think it's a $50 billion a year industry. Like, yeah. think about this. Somebody gets fired. They show up the next day, punch the guy in the face. That's a $200,000 lawsuit, man. Yeah. That Companies Huge. don't want to pay for that. They also don't mm-hmm. want Jumbo Joe from... I don't know who the fuck security company, you know, looking like a fool. They want a, a consumer. Yeah. They don't want that, man. They want somebody that looks professional that could blend in to that workplace, be concealed. And if there is a problem, take it, put that throttle up. If not, just keep it down. So yeah. huge industry, man. Um, investigations are, are very big. Um, private investigations. That, that is something that happens a lot in yeah. this industry that people don't even touch upon. It's just part of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say your hardest lessons you've learned in the field would be? Hardest lesson you, one hardest lesson you've learned in the field. Man, do something like EPI or training day before you go out with a celebrity detail. Like I'm just going to roll back to that man. Where, <laughs> yeah. You know, where my 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 principal is going for a walk out on the main street, and you know he said, "All right, you know, just hang out. It's fine. You know, you know, people are nice." I'm like, "All right, yeah, well, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm a protector, right? <laughs> and like, and I'm like, in the bushes a little bit away, and like, follow him and everything like that. And then, <laughs> like, John Musser was like, then we're going to course next month. Like, don't be that turkey or that that you know that asshole that's like hiding in the bushes and like following. Yeah, <laughs> and he says he doesn't want to get followed. Like, just yeah. do your damn job. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, understanding your post, your job, your your detail, and following it to a T, and sticking to that because it's that it's that for a reason. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's a good one. I love it, man. This yeah. is why I love to get that fresh perspective, man. That's the proudest moments in the field. In the field, or just in your career as in, in the private security game. Yeah, honestly, it, it's coming on to Black Wolf. Um, finding yeah. people that were really changing the game and, and being a, uh, a leader in, in the company. Like one year ago, man, we were talking, I was in a parking lot, right? On my break outside of a nursing home. And we were, we were like, should I do this? Do I want to go over this game? I'm like, man, dude, like you have all this to risk. I went for it. Right. So yeah. embracing the journey. Yes. Proudest thing I, I have right now is embracing the journey and um, shit. I'm not rolling in, in a Rolls Royce right now or, you know, buying a bunch of houses or anything like that. But hey, I have a career. I'm supporting myself, my family. We're moving up, moving up in the game, chasing yeah. the Joneses. And we're that's doing it my up. way. We're doing it my way. <laughs> that's really what I'm proud of. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I don't know, at the end of the day, you're doing not doing something you hate, you know? No, that's what I'm and that is worth everything to me, you know, because this is our one life and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm excited 
that you've come so far. I'm excited to have you on the show. Oh, I'm excited to be connected with you and contribute, you know, in the ways that I, I hope that I have and I know that I have uh, based on what you've told me. So it's, it's been an honor, man, 100%. It's been great. Let's see here. Goals moving forward and then closing questions. Okay, cool. Don't forget the quotes, man, because I, I wrote down my quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the closing questions. Okay. I got you, bro. Sure. You're like, sure. I wrote these down. I'm you know? doing your dance, right? For your on, the, on the interview. I get it. I got you. That's what's up. So, yeah. Goal for you in the future, bro. What are you looking to get? Where do you want to see your career go? Yeah, completely. Um, so, I'm going to continue with Black Wolf right now. We're going to redefine the game in the Pacific Northwest, show that nice. we can be an asset to all the companies and businesses out there, right? Um, we're looking to, we're actually, will be getting into civilian side of training in the near future. Sweet. So starting from, um, I'm actually finishing Yosef Badu's situational awareness instruction course. So Great I'm gonna course. putting that out there. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. very good. Um, continue with okay, medical so training. Um, probably gonna be getting my EMT when COVID ends as well, yeah. just to continue the medical training assets of things. And then um, mm-hmm. orienting to workplace violence prevention. Um, on a corporate side. Wow. So from uh, risk analysis work to uh, evacuation plans, threat, uh, SAP plans, that is on the uh, the forefront for this uh, myself in the, in the industry right now. Love it, man. Brainy yeah. stuff, smart guy stuff. That's Working saying. on it. It's hard. Like I'm still a knuckle dragger in many ways. Like I oh, really yeah. take like extra 10 minutes of meditation before I walk Get out there. with on yeah (laughs) i dig it man i love that that's what's up that sounds awesome and it sounds like a compartment in a you know in an area of the industry that's just going to be growing bro it's just growing it's just going to grow it's just mad growth there growth potential it's Um, so important because i mean it's such a loss on industry like everyone is worried about workplace violence and you know cops can't be there every single day they're they're not going to be so we're going down that route i dig it man that's Mm -hmm. what's up uh favorite quote mantra saying which oh 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 oh, oh, this question funny you should ask yeah Yeah. um so ed caldron um all restraints are temporary Hmm. and all bleeding ends at some point Ooh. yeah yeah it's kind of that memento mori kind of thought to things going through it like this is going to end at some point right they're going to die or we're going to make it one or the other you know so that that is my uh my current mantra i, I kind of want to get a tattoo but I, I plan to go more of ed's classes and he's gonna be like how temporary do you want these restraints like he's gonna see that tattoo and i'm just gonna, yeah he's like oh is that a fat oh is that a fat yeah yeah exactly so that's it right there all restraints are temporary and all yeah. bleeding ends at some point that's yeah. just so dang Good, man. I know. I'm building that in. I'm absorbing that, bro. I'm getting something out of this. I love it, man. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like to be remembered, brother? As my brother's keeper. Hmm. Back to who I am. Yeah. I want to be remembered for who I am and, you know, being genuine is super, is a is an asset. It's a, it's a do. It's a have to. It's a commandment. <laughs> so yeah. just yeah, be remembered as my, my brother's keeper. Outstanding. Without any brothers, everyone's there. <laughs> but with a big family, man, the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, habits that that you'd want to pass on to the listeners that make you a better person, better protect you, or whatever. Habits, self improvement every single day, and uh, people in, in our industry, people beat into you like 
you got to be 1% better and kill your clone from yesterday every single day. That, that's, that's true. That is true. But it doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah, it, it, it is pretty, it's pretty, pretty important, right? You yeah. don't have to. Uh, everyone does it in different ways, right? Man, like let's say yeah. you're already the most jacked motherfucker in, in, in the room, right? So why don't you be a little bit smarter than yesterday? Right. right. Well, I yeah. understand. So yeah, self improvement every day. Yeah. No, forward. I get what you're saying. It's it's you know it's mean? a it's an intention. It's a focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, mm-hmm. like you might not even achieve it that day, but you've tried because it's one of your values. And over mm-hmm. time, the accumulation of having that value and trying to live that way, you'll just forget about the competition. You might become the person you were created to be. You know, and that's you're- the stinking game. Your idols will become your rivals. There's <laughs> one way to look at it. And uh, no, I love that. The, uh, just that habit, like uh, success is a habit, you know? So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned and that. And it's easy way. to lose that habit, man. It's so easy to play fat kid in the morning. You've mentioned yeah. that, but it's the truth. No, it's not the truth. I got to fight the fat kid every day or I'll every become the fat kid, man. Every day. It's so real. You know, I'm trying to get this Instagram body. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be able to take pictures of my shirt off next year. I know, I know, I know. And the older um, you get, the harder it becomes. It's the jam, man. No, that's true. So where can people find you, man? Definitely. Uh, you could find me on LinkedIn, Richard Stadig. That's S-T-A-D-I-G. Um, that's where I do probably most of my business work is on, on LinkedIn. If you want to find me on Instagram, it's of palm and pine. Pine. Yeah, I live between the palm trees and the pine trees, Israel and Northwest, you know. You're a clever dude, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's that hipster yeah. in you or something, man. It is. I have a little bit of hipster in me, man. There's a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There is. It's like some nice shoes and stuff. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, hipster. Awesome. So, yeah, send the links or whatever. I'll make sure they're on our, our blog article about this interview. Awesome. Hey, man, it's been an honor and a privilege uh, to spend this time with you great conversation great information this episode's nice and chewy i can't wait for people to get the feedback on this um and it's just an honor to see what you've become and what you've grown into man it's the most rewarding thing in the world bro. so I'm thank proud you. Of you thank you thank you i really appreciate it man shout out to byron rogers for doing this right Woo. yeah so i really really appreciate it and i look forward to continuing the relationship let's see where we're at in the let's do a check-in in the year we'll yeah 100 let's, let's do a course this year together too i'll see you at shot and then i got some ideas yes. Okay, awesome. Now I got some good ideas too. Hopefully the yeah. symposium, uh, you'll see me at the, at the symposium as well. But um, yeah, and if you guys are looking to get uh, sped up on a lot of the things that I'm talking, that I was talking and able to help Richard implement and uh, on his journey, join me in this Executive Protection Training Day Success Package. It's online. Uh, you'll find all the information at executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. Join the pack. It's more than just a training. It's more like a membership that'll give more back to you over the course of your career than any other training you'll take part in. I guarantee it. So that's what's up. Anyways, Richard, it's been an honor. We'll continue talking, man. Stay safe, strong, and healthy out there, brother. You too. All right. You got it. Awesomeness. Boom. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom.
boom. And to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Yo, and before we go, you know I got a shout out to the sponsors, starting out with Primary Weapon Systems, PWS. They truly are the evolution of the rifle. Use Byron for 10% off. Grayman and Company, the most comfortable tactical suits in the game. Use Byron for 10% off with them. Ballistic Theory. You're gonna start seeing a lot of stuff with me in Ballistic Theory because they got good ammo for good prices. Use Byron for my discount with those guys as well. Last but not least, Executive Protection Institute. Hey, go check them out and get your executive protection education on. Until the next podcast, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. Out. Boom.